It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. Today, we're going to be talking about the most privileged. What I mean about the most privileged is us, we, the American people. We are the most privileged people on this earth. And so we're going to talk about why we are, what our policies are, and what should our strategy be for 2024. In my last few episodes, I focused on what could be coming our way. As an intelligence professional for over four decades, I found it hard not to warn my fellow Americans about what could be, what could be coming our way. I've spoken about Russia's failed state and what that could mean for America. I've spoken about the potential of America's Armageddon because in my field of business, one always has to imagine the art of the possible, think about what actually could be happening, how it could happen, and be prepared for it. And so I talked about America's Armageddon. I continue to talk about the ongoing cognitive war and unrestricted war with China and with China's underwriting own society, both from within and from without. And I've talked about the Democratic Party and how it's defined, how it's defined by a slavery, socialism, and subversion. Today, today, however, I'm looking to take a slightly more positive and proactive perspective. One of the things I like to do for our audience is not just tell you what the hell's wrong and going bad in America, but what's going right and what we have going for us because we have much going for us. To understand this, we will talk about a strategic perspective in discussing who we are, what policies we should be driving, and what should be our strategy to drive the narrative and seize the attention of the American people. One of the key things I found over the last six decades is the left is very adept at driving the narrative driving a narrative with a specific strategy to a specific desired outcome. Whereas conservatives and independents are continually outmaneuvered because all they do is react to the left. They don't drive the narrative. They don't call out the false narratives of the left very well, or if at all. And they get caught up in the day-to-day myopic views of things rather than taking the big picture view And so today, we're going to take a more big picture view of some things and go into some details and facts versus fiction. Now, to understand strategy, one must also understand that strategy ties the ways and means together to, to achieve a desired end state. In this episode, I'll remind our listeners of their strengths, the strengths of America, and that we are all and will remain the most privileged people on earth. And if we act and choose wisely, we will continue to be. Second, I'll leverage that foundation to speak to why an American first policy agenda is absolutely the right thing to do. Because when America prospers, the world prospers. <clears throat> this has been the case ever since the existence of the United States. And it will continue to be that case as long as America exists in its present state. 
I'll cover this from a foreign policy perspective slightly. Lastly, how do we tie our ways, our policies, truth and fact, together with the means, communication, funding, activism, involvement, voting, to achieve our desired ends, the ends of a strategy that we want, a prosperous, secure, and resilient America? I'll speak to those three specific areas. First, why Americans are, by definition, the most privileged people on earth, regardless of their economic class, race, or religion. Secondly, I'll speak to what are the policies we need to be pushing and why aren't we? And I'll speak to some of the dystopian policies the Democrats are pushing and why we need to counter them, not only counter them, but hold them to account. Because one of the things we do not do very well in America is point out the specific facts and of the impacts of the left's policies. We let them drive the narrative, but we fail to hold them to account and have them explain why the impacts, the negative impacts we're seeing against all the progressive cities, against our economy, against world leadership, the United States failed world leadership, et cetera. <clears throat> and then we'll close today by talking about what is our strategy. If we have no strategy and our people don't understand what that strategy is, they can't tie the ways and means together to help achieve that desired end. So if we know not what our policy should be and we don't know what and how best to communicate the impact and benefits of those policies, then we look like we've done in the past elections. We look like the Keystone Cops. <clears throat> so why are Americans, by definition, the most privileged people on Earth, regardless of economic class, race or religion? Well, we must educate and help Americans realize that by birth, naturalization, our citizens are, in fact, the most privileged people on earth, that this privilege is bestowed on us by those who came before us, many who paid the ultimate sacrifice, losing their lives, fortunes, and even families. The privilege of being an American comes with great responsibility. This is a point that most Americans forget. Freedom is not free. Our future resilience and security depend not on what we can obtain individually, but on what we can do in unity for our nation to preserve and pass on the greatest privilege that ever existed in the history of mankind, the freedoms, the independence, and opportunity we have. Now, let me remind our listeners also that this is part of the ongoing cognitive war. And to me, the cognitive war is the existential threat to our nation, especially the subversion from within. We are in a cognitive war, a domestic and global cognitive war. It is the existential threat. <clears throat> but why should Americans care? Because the foundation of a republic is being washed away below our feet, piece by piece, inch by inch. And because few understand this hidden war and think it's normal politics, we are likely to awaken one morning and find out our republic, our constitution, our freedoms gone. Why? Because complacency and compliance are destroying us from within. The ongoing cognitive war, again, is the true existential threat to our republic. It's not only China or Russia, potentially, but it's the internal socialist element, subversive elements, seeking absolute power no matter what the cost. <clears throat> Remember, the left views you, every single citizen in America, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, the far progressive left seeks, sees you as necessary 
collateral damage, meaning they could care less if you die or your family dies as long as they maintain their hold on power. And we've seen this time and again in just the last few years across America and the progressive cities as the drugs and other things overtaken. But here in America, we have a number of reasons to be grateful. We are, by definition, the most privileged. <clears throat> For example, we're the most charitable nation in the world. And go figure, who's the least? China and Russia. They're part of the top 10, uh, bottom 10 in that regard. We help our neighbors out when there's crisis, and we help the world out when there's crisis. We've sacrificed not only our fortunes, but we also sacrificed our sons and daughters make this true. We see volunteers every single day. You go to the hospital, you go to the library, you go to the churches, you go to senior homes, <clears throat> you see a natural disaster. Americans help one another. Americans get along. Predominantly, Americans get along. It's not some Democrat versus Republican. Do you go out in the street every day and get in fights with Democrats or Republicans? Or do you go out the street every day and deal with Americans and not knowing what their political affiliation is? So this bull crap from the left about dividing America is just exactly what they want to do. They want to divide America and segment it into peace parts by race, religion, and other, and economic status. <clears throat> the benefit of being an American is you come here and you live free. You can live the American dream. You can realize almost any opportunity, regardless of your race, your income, or your circumstance. It matters not what your race, income, or circumstance is. By default in America, if you have the will, you have the means and ways to achieve such grandiose opportunities and live the American dream. I myself am one person who's done so, and we've seen many others do so throughout American history. But you have to take advantage of the opportunities. Opportunities doesn't mean guaranteed. Risks come with failures. Risks and reward comes with failures. Nothing's easy. Doing things the right way is always the hardest way, but it's the most beneficial way and rewarding way in the end. By income, by income, Asian Americans are the most prosperous, followed by white, followed by Hispanics, and then Indian, and then black. Now, when you take a look at those statistics and Census Bureau and other means, you have to ask yourself, well, why is that? And it goes back to an internal accountability and discipline in the family, the family of two-parent family, mother and father. We have constitutional rights and liberties and the Bill of Rights and civil rights. I'll go into those more in depth in just a second, because <clears throat> I think it's necessary to remind the public of exactly what those are and why those precious Bill of Rights help make you the most privileged people on earth, whether you're born here a natural citizen or whether you're a naturalized citizen. We don't have social credit scoring yet. You could freely travel anywhere in the United States that you want to in anywhere in the world without having to get the government's permission. You may need a passport, but that's about it. So let's take a look at some big, big benefits here in the United States. Let's take a look at the Bill of Rights and the different amendments here. In just the First Amendment, there are five big areas. <clears throat> Congress shall make no law 
respecting an establishment of religion. So you're free to have a religion or not. No one's going to force it upon you. Or prohibit the free exercise thereof, abridging of freedom of speech. So in America, you don't get jailed for speaking out. You can get censored, mostly by the left. But you don't get jailed for speaking out. Or this truth factor fiction, as we've seen on the Hill. A lot of facts are obfuscated, but there's sure as hell a lot of fiction on the Hill that comes out. We have freedom of the press. Albeit our press right now is the fifth column in my estate, in my estimation. The subversion, the subversion of the press right now against the state is a real trouble. But there's freedom of the press. <clears throat> you have the right of people to peaceably assemble. So people can get together in groups for church, for school, for other things. And you have the right to petition the government for redress of grievances. All these are basic rights in just the First Amendment. The Second Amendment, the right to bear arms and the well-regulated militia. The Third Amendment, soldiers aren't allowed to be quartered in your home in peace or war without specific laws in place. The Fourth Amendment, <clears throat> we need lawyers and people to push back here. The Fourth Amendment deals with the right of people to be secure in their persons, their houses, their papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. Now, we've seen the FBI blow this out the window, haven't we? But you have that right. You have to make sure for each of these rights, you exercise them. If you're not exercising, they go stale and old. Because you need to exercise your rights daily and speak out and let people know where you stand in support of those rights. The Fifth Amendment, in criminal cases, no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment of indictment of a grand jury, nor shall any person be subject to the same offense twice, so there's no double jeopardy nor be compelled in any criminal case to testify against himself. So they can't force you to testify against yourself, much like they do in dictatorial countries, where they force you to do that through a torture and other things. Nor can you be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law. So they just can't come in to take your property, take you and throw you in jail, <clears throat> and be done with you. However, that's what happened to some of the January Sixers. Nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. So these are fundamental rights we have here in America that you do not see these types of rights worldwide. They're unique mostly to America. The Sixth Amendment, the right to a fair and speedy trial by an impartial jury and to be informed the nature of the accusation and be confronted with the witnesses against you. Now, this is a critical point here. <clears throat> you can't have some secret people accusing you of something they have to face you in court. They have to speak in court in truth, and they have to take an oath of, that they're going to uphold the truth. And if they don't, it's perjury, and they then go to jail. Seventh Amendment, rights in civil cases, the right by trial by jury shall be preserved. Okay. Eighth Amendment, bails, fines, no excessive bail shall be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel or unusual punishments inflicted. <clears throat> Again, I mentioned the January 6th years, quite a few cruel and unusual punishments inflicted there. 
And so the constitutional rights for some Americans are being abridged, but for the mass majority of Americans, they are not. And you have to exercise these rights. The Ninth Amendment, rights retained by the people, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall be not be construed to deny or disparage other rights retained by the people, meaning <clears throat> this list isn't the solely list of your rights. You have many more rights. They may not all be listed in the Constitution or in amendments, but you have those rights, and they can either be disparaged or abridged or taken away either. Now, the last amendment in the bill, the 10th Amendment, the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution are reserved to the states and respectively to the people. It is the states and the people who hold the power in the United States. Remember that. The states and the people hold the power. Now, before we go on break here, let me remind all of our listeners that all of our shows go to podcasts, typically a day after broadcast is heard here on talk radio. You can hear it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcasts. And many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and podcast for, with me. I'll be right back. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID 19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The Miracle Enzyme Natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. I'm your host, Ed Huglin, today. And today I'm talking about us, Americans, the most privileged people on earth and why we are. Now, I just got done covering the Bill of Rights. I talked about the other freedoms we have here in the United States and our ability to move around, act, I also talked about our economic well-being and other things. So let me touch on a few other things. <clears throat> the 13th Amendment, the abolition of safe slavery. The 14th Amendment, the civil rights. All persons born are nationalized in the United States. 
are citizens of the United States, and no state shall make or enforce any laws which will abridge the privileges or immunity of those citizens. It talks about the appointment of uh, respective numbers in Congress and stuff based on uh, numbers of people. Well, here's an important point. In Section 3, it says, no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector or president or vice president or hold any office, civil or military, in the United States or under any state, not just federal, within state, who, having previously taken an oath, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same and given aid or comfort to our enemies. Now, the reason I bring this point up here is because I've talked about this before on the NASA Security Hour. We have many current federal officials who've, who have abrogated their oath, who have acted in a subversive way and conducted an insurrection against the United States, and in my opinion, when they undertook the dossier and the false investigation to undermine a duly elected president. <clears throat> to me, that's treasonous, and they should be tried for it. We have constitutional bill of rights that speak to this, but yet we have no one prosecuting for this. And Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriation legislation. This is a tremendous power here that Congress has. And I see the conservatives in Congress right now are starting to push on this, which is great. Because we need to rein in the weaponization of the federal government. We need to push back and make sure that our civil rights and our bill of rights are sustained and upheld. And that our public servants remind remind them who the hell they are. They're public servants that we don't serve them. They, they, the public servants, serve the public. <clears throat> so we, the people, the citizens have the power and the states have the predominant of our power, but we're not effectively using that power. But with that power, with those freedoms and stuff, we are by far the most privileged people in America. Let's take a look at a few other aspects here. <clears throat> Economic ranking. Even though Biden's destroyed our economy right now, and continue to try to destroy it because he wants to destroy the middle class. Taxes and inflation, Lenin said, easiest way to destroy the middle class. Taxes and inflation. U.S. GDP ranking is number one. In terms of personal income ranking, personal income ranking, not national, but personal income ranking, the United States is in the top 10. We're number seven. <clears throat> so we have many different benefits there. So let's use those benefits Let's continue to help our fellow Americans. Let's continue to engage with one another in a peaceful manner, which we have and we do for the most part. But now let's start to talk about policies. And let's talk about policies and effective policies and what's going on here in America. And why the heck is it the conservatives and independents can't seem to get their act together and get their message together? What exactly are the conservative policies? The Republican National Committee's website doesn't list them. What the heck? Go, go Google them. Go look at the RNC website. What are their policies? <clears throat> and they want people to donate for them. For what? What are you going to do? What exactly is the mission you're going to do? What is the policy? You may have a platform, but what the hell are your policies? The Democrats keep on putting forth policies every single day that are destroying America, but we fail to hold them to account. Let's look at the Heritage Foundation. Now, Heritage Foundation, I think, is, is from my perspective, is fairly useless. They have a list for 2022 and beyond of seven, seven different policy. So let's, listen, let's look at them. Empower parents to make education choices. 
Wow, what a zinger. What the heck does that mean? Ensuring school choice, stop CRT, 1619, stop transgender in school. Those are specific things. <clears throat> Don't give me some bland and power parents to make education choice. What the hell does that mean? Lay it out specifically. Secure Americans' borders and reduce crime. Okay, yup, that's a no-brainer. But how and when and where? What are the specific legislative policies that you're pushing? What's the language? What's the language? Ensure free and fair elections. Okay, there's another no-brainer. Why not just say paper ballots only and go from there? Valid IDs. Valid IDs for everything. You need IDs to get on planes, trains, and automobiles to travel different parts of the country. Why don't you need an ID? And you need an ID to get in White House. You need an ID to get in Congress. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to push IDs for everyone? To, so make sure they're voting illegally as Democrats hand out driver's license to anybody dead or alive. Reverse the growth of regulation, spending, and inflation. Again, that's nice language from the Heritage Foundation, but what does that mean to Joe Sixpack? It's gobbledygook. Counter the threat of communist ties. Oh, okay, well, duh. Why don't you just add Russia in there too as well? But you don't. Hold big tech accountable. Now, there's, there's a great policy. Hold big tech accountable. <clears throat> what? Charging less for bits or bytes or flows or what? What do these things mean? Why aren't you speaking directly about censorship, the cancel culture, banning the ministry of truth? And the last one, protect the unborn and family formation. <clears throat> well, that's nice also. But the key thing about abortion that I think conservatives and independents miss is it's not about women's rights. It's about states' rights. Women's have the rights to make different decisions. But what the federal government did with Roe versus Wade was take away the state's rights. The Supreme Court put the decisions back in the state's rights. The people, the public, men and women now have the means to vote and decide on what are the different terms, periods for abortion or not by state. <clears throat> Remember the Constitution we talked up front? Okay. From a policy perspective, we have to start to drive specific policy perspective and language. You can't go across America and take these six bland statements from the Heritage Foundation and rally folks around them. Might as well just say, you know, we're good for good dentists. We're for good, we're good, we're for good rectinologists. I mean, what it's it's freaking insane and moronic. They need to start to talk about what are the candidates for? What are specific policies for? <clears throat> we have an election in a little over a year here. And we have no list of what's going on here. I mean, it's moronic. <clears throat> so how do we convince the 75 to 80 percent, 85 percent of people who know we're on the wrong track, that we have the right track and they should follow us? Well, you can't do that if you can't spell out the stinking policies. You can't do that if you can't lay out a, a, a dang list of what the hell those policies are and why they're good for America. <clears throat> What policies should we be pushing and why aren't we? We also need to be looking at facts versus fiction. <clears throat> the Democrat and far left progressive radicals are extremely adept at driving illogical, emotional decisions. Emotion drives the narrative. We make this too hard for ourselves. You got to keep it simple. Keep the discussion simple. We want fair, free and secure elections <clears throat> with valid IDs, driver's license, government IDs, as I said. You know, you got to get them to the White House. You got to get them to get on a plane. 
we want all children to get the best education. And so we want access to public, but also private and charter schools. <clears throat> and then those who oppose that ask him why the Democrats want to deny poor black, poor white, poor Hispanics the same opportunity their kids get. Ask Obama and his lemmings why their kids got to go to private school, but you're not going to allow the most disadvantaged kids in, this, in, this, in the United States to go to this school. Why? Because they want to keep them subjugated and they want to keep them on the ever-growing new 21st plantation of dependency. We do not want to sexualize or traumatize, but teach our children. So we see legislation, this is good stuff, specific legislation, plant, uh, banning transgenderism, banning drag queen shows in, in schools, uh, schools and other places. <clears throat> so we need to encounter the Democrats on this. We need to engage them in a narrative proactively and ask them, why are drag queen shows so important? Why do you want male strippers to flash your genitalia and run around in thongs in front of children. Do you also want female strippers? Do you want SMN shows for kids next? Ask the Democrats if a child below 18 is too young to vote, how can they then be making life-changing decisions on whether they're transgender or not? Like in California, where they want to take the kids away from the parents, if the parents don't oblige for a eight-year-old or 10-year-old saying they want a sex change after they've been indoctrinated and, and fed a line of BS by teachers unions and teachers who are on the wrong side of the right track. Ask Democrats, ask them plainly this, this question. Do you support child rape? Do you support pedophilia, grooming? And if they say no, then ask them the two questions ahead of time. So why do you support drag queen shows? And why do you support then pushing children and transgendering on children? What else is your alternative? You should have a clear and simple answer for that, but they will not. So call them out for it. That's the point here. On the policies, we have to not only put forth policies that are clear and concise for what we want, but we have to call them out for those policies which they fail and show the failure of those policies. So what are the policies to address the 75 to 85%? Well, we continue to react to the left's narratives and doing so waste our time and everyone's patience. Listening to the mainstream media, Fox, even Newsmax or other, all you hear is, why is President Biden angry this week? Why is there a hold on DOD promotions? Why is the herd on the view letting gas again, talking about whatever obnoxious things they have? Really, who cares? What is it we are going to do to advance this nation's security? So let's look at reality versus utopian policies, energy policy, economic policy, voting policies. We had these things just four years ago under Trump, and he was doing a fantastic job. So energy independence, why are we moving away from energy independence? What is your, what is your justification to destroy the American economy and further disadvantage the most disadvantaged Democrats? <clears throat> Ask them that. Economic policy, we have to cut taxes, cut inflation, cut spending. We have to cut spending. The defense spending needs to be cut significantly because with the real war is cognitive. It's not kinetic. But they keep on telling us they're planning for the next kinetic war. Well, it's inevitable if that's all they plan for. We need to hold them to account. <clears throat> now, 
Congress is taking some action here. The House Administration Committee's bill, named after American Confidence in Elections Act, is a package of 50 elections-related measures and legislation that pushes states to adopt voter ID laws, prevent non-citizens from voting, and overhauling voting in the District of Columbia, the District of Crime. Now, this is a good package here. And the committee chair, Brian Stile from Wisconsin, a Republican, said that it's easy to vote and it's harder to cheat. That's the end game of this bill. But what do you hear from the Democrats? Instantaneously, you hear the Orwellian language flip by calling this ACE Act, renaming it the Big Lie Bill. Okay. And every one of the mainstream media lemmings goes ahead and does this. The point being is for every one of our positive, proactive policy agendas, we need to be ready to counter the democratic narrative, but more so call out the impacts of the negative impacts of their current policies they have. For example, national security policy. We definitely need to secure the border. We have seven to 10 million illegals by the end of Biden's first four years. Add that to the 20 to 30 million illegals here. That's 27 to 40 million illegals in the United States. That's not counting the two or three kids each of them then has subsequently over the last three to five decades. 40 million people is 40 cities of 20,000 people each for every state of the union. That's 800,000 people per state being added. That's costs for healthcare, for education, bilingual services, policing, social services, et cetera. According to the Department of Agriculture, it costs $233,000 to raise a child. Two hundred three dollars to $3,000 to raise a child. You're talking trillions of dollars, and I'll come back to this here in a second. Trillions of dollars that are being put on the American taxpayer for these illegals and their kids who are born here who become U.S. citizens. When we take a look at the languaging and the, and the communication skills, the Republicans, they suck from a policy perspective, but also calling out the wrong that's ongoing now. If anyone listened to the last few congressional hearings of Christopher Ray and Attorney General Garland, they're mostly a joke. The Democrats, however, continually come out with well-crafted strategies and questions. They do it as a team. Republicans come out like the Keystone cops disjointed, and you have no idea what they're talking about, like a bunch of morons. There's a few exceptions on the committees that come out and actually have poignant questions and specifics. But it's not a team mentality. They're not talking about what's the strategic message to the country. We want the public to take away from these hearings. If you don't figure out that message before you have these hearings, just like you don't figure out that message before you put your policies out there, you're going to lose the narrative. You're going to lose the argument, and you're going to sit there and wonder why you lost another election. Christopher Ray, in the last hearings here, couldn't remember a damn thing about the, any of the questions Republicans asked. But as the Democrats praised him, okay, and got out their knee pads, okay, to praise him and gloat with glee that how much they support the rule of law, which was just sickening, and just think and let that sink in, how much they support the rule of law, and then take a look at what's happening in progressive cities, the district attorney generals and stuff like that in progressive cities, it makes you puke. <clears throat> now, on immigration, the tidal wave the tidal wave of economic income is, income is going to impact all Americans 
you're starting to feel it. You're going to feel it even more. Inflation is already going through the roof. It's going to go even more. CBS News versus the Department of Agriculture. Department of Agriculture said about $240,000 to raise a kid. CBS News says the average cost is $300,000. Seven million illegals, two kids each, let's say. That's $4.2 trillion. Okay. You, American taxpayer, are paying for it. We are paying for it. Now, let's add the 30 plus to million illegals here already. That's 22 trillion plus. Where's their national debt right now? <clears throat> now, let's take a look at the democratic policies, and we'll do that when we come back. Because not only do we have to put forth good policies, and we have to communicate them consistently and concisely, but we have to have a specific strategy to tie that in. So we're going to come back and talk about the strategy. We're going to come back and talk about some of the impacts of the policies. I'm going to come back and talk about then going on the offensive and holding some people accountable and different things as well. America Out Loud talk radio plays on iHeartRadio Network. You can listen to us on your media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best-in-class applications available on Apple, Android, Alexa, where we stream 24 by 7. And now you can also hear them on the podcasts on those same applications. Just go to AmericaOutloud.com, AmericaOutloud.com. We'll be right back. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. This is Ed Huglin, your host. And today we're talking about the most privileged people on earth, the American people, our freedoms, our rights. We're also talking now about policy. <clears throat> what should be a policy for the 2024 election and on out? And what should we be doing about that policy, both communicating it, but also countering Democrats' narrative, but also holding them to account for the policies they put in place. And we'll close with talking about strategy in this last segment. What should our strategy be? And one of the key elements of that strategy is going on the offensive. <clears throat> so let's take a look at the statistics from some Pew Research Center. When you take a look at incarceration rates, because this goes back to the education question. So one of the Democrats' big lies, and I've talked about this in the uh, prior broadcast on slavery, socialism, and subjugation, how we define the Democratic Party. One of the Democrats' big lies <clears throat> is poverty and how poverty is racism and driven by racism. And I talked in previous shows about the statistics from back in 1959 today. And the number of black po and populations have tripled three and a half times. It's gone three and a half times, more than tripled. White population more than doubled. <clears throat> but the poverty rates for both black and whites, numbers have went down, but maintained 
mostly about the same since 1959. The point I made then in this discussion, and it's impertinent now, is what's causing that repetitive small percent of Americas to remain before the, below the poverty line? What's well, education and advancement? Now, who, who puts in the policies that are the most restrictive on education and advancement? It's the Democrats. They've, they are so beholden to the teachers' union. What's a, t- what's a union for? It's for the workers, not for the kids. It's for the freaking teachers. <clears throat> so they benefit the teachers, but they destroy the children. They don't want charter schools, so they don't want the competition to show how crappy the schools are. The District of Crimes gets well-funded schools, but they're some of the worst in the nation. And when you take a look at incarceration rates, you take a look at white males, you take a look at African males, African American males and stuff like that. The incarceration rates are extremely high compared to the world. Well, why is that? Because it goes back to education. It goes back to the cultural aspects, the foundation, a parenting, family, <clears throat> and accountability. Peer Research Center and a portrait of unauthorized immigrants in the United States states a growing share of children of unauthorized immigrant parents, 73% are born in this country and are now U.S. citizens. Children of unauthorized immigrants are drawing share of students in kindergarten through 12th grade. What did I just talk about in the last segment? 22 to $42 trillion impact on you, American taxpayers, from this influx because we don't have a secure border and because the Democrats keep on pimping this stuff. Why? Because they want lower educated, uneducated workers who are dependent on the new plantation of dependency. Pew goes on to say, mother major findings, adult unauthorized immigrants are disproportionately likely to be poorly educated. A third of the children of unauthorized immigrants and a fifth of the adult unauthorized immigrants live in poverty. This is nearly double double the poverty rate for U.S. children born of U.S. parents or for U.S. adults. Now think of that. This is what the Democrats want, and they have to be called out in their policies. What it's done to America, what it's doing to America, <clears throat> what has changed, not the percentages or numbers of blacks or whites believing the, the poverty line, but what has changed is the incarceration rates for young black men has soared has soared. More than half of the adult unauthorized immigrants, 59% have had no health insurance. Among the children, 45% weren't insured. But remember all the Democrats pledging in the last presidential election? Free health care, $42 trillion health care, education, etc. for illegal immigrants, but not for you, American public. Not for you who have your rights abridged not for you who have your rights taken away because of this influx of people who they want on this new plantation dependency to steal the vote <clears throat> and to have them vote for Democrats. Why? Because of the plan- plantation of dependency. We must focus, America, on the facts and move the discussion to actual impacts by allowing the progressives to drive their false narratives and using emotional tactics. We, too, can bring emotion to this discussion. Because the emotion goes to discussion when you see the child sex trafficking 
and abuse and the hundreds of thousands of these illegal children being put across the border, disappearing into America, into so-called guardians they have no record of. You can see the abuse and destruction on the border when you see several hundred immigrants who are dead laying by the border just the last two years. Research by Petty and Western further looks into class inequality by incarceration rates by examining imprisonment disparities by education level and race. <clears throat> For white male school dropouts born 1965 to 69, 11.2% will serve prison time before their age of 35 compared to 3.6% for high school graduates. But that matters not, white or black. If you're not getting educated, your chances of incarceration go significantly up. It goes up even higher for poor black children. The cumulative risk is 58.9% for African-American male high school dropouts. Damn near 60%. Whereas it's still high, almost 20%, 18.4% if they graduate high school. But why is that? Because it's the indoctrination and the abuse of the education system and denying poor whites and blacks and denying the issue of poverty is a non-racial issue because it affects all races here in America. <clears throat> so the challenge is to awaken to reality. The challenge is in awakening the American people, our political, military, and other leaders to the reality of this ongoing domestic and global cognitive war we have in America that we're seeing unfold. It's not just normal politics. For these extremists, it's a blood sport for absolute power. We must awaken the fight against those who seek to destroy our republic and our way of life, our independence, and our freedoms. To do so, we must begin focusing not on political, racial, religious, economic, or other categories that divide us, but by focusing on the fact that we are all Americans, the most privileged people here on earth, and that everybody here on earth for the most part still wants to come to America. It was such a crap hole as the Democrats have told America and continue to tell America, like the Ben and Jerry's of, of America, who lived like leeches on capitalism and then condemn it. Okay, but they have the, they have the right to say that. They have the freedom to say that. But if we let them get away with it, back on us. <clears throat> the challenge is helping all Americans to understand this is a perpetual war, and it's not limited to just our generation. It will continue until mankind stops. So what should be our strategy? Well, simple bottom line statement. To safeguard the American dream, our Constitution, and our freedoms for future generations of America by ensuring the resilience and security of our republic. Ensuring the resilience and security of republic. That should be our top-line strategy. Good old God and country. Americans can no longer know, ignore the social, moral, and political collapse that's occurring before us. And it's happening because we're allowing it to happen. Now, we're starting parents and other things and other uh, constituencies start to push back, and that's good news. Each generation of America must emulate our founders <clears throat> and the greatest generation by not only sacrificing for the greater good of our nation, but also ensuring they leave a stronger, more resilient foundation for future generations to ensure the resilience and security of our republic. We have been silent too long. So now let's stand up and fight for this. So as I said up front, a good strategy ties the ways and means 
steps together to achieve the desired end. The ways are to advance communication with the American people to raise awareness, enable the participating support, and facilitate actions to restore America, America first. <clears throat> America first, a strong nation, an economic prosperous nation with a strong leader, creates for the world an economic prosperous world and a peaceful world. A weak, defeated, and economically poor America opens the gates of hell up for tyranny and despots across this world. And that's why the end game we need is a resilient, secure republic. Those running for office need to focus on linking our policy to specific and outcome and impact, and not just near term, but long term. So ensuring the resilience of a republic, constitution, freedoms. <clears throat> this contrasts and compare real records and to highlight the cost, the impact on personnel, safety, the loss of security on borders and towns, the loss of civil rights and civil liberties to just three years ago. These are not hard arguments to make. They're fairly easy arguments to make. Energy, taxes, inflation, education, violence. The cost of illegal immigration, <clears throat> which no one is counting for. But you hear the Democrats squeal like freaking pigs, stuck pigs, like the mayor of New York and the former mayor of Chicago, when they get a small fraction, a small fraction of the 800,000 illegals per state based on the 30 to 40 million now here in the United States. We must remind people of what we are for, not what we are against. And then this is for objective two, is to drive a proactive and positive legislative agenda. Reagan did it. Trump did it. It had astounding impacts. New Gingrich, New Gingrich did it with the contract in America. So the first two objectives ensure resilience of the republic, drive a proactive, positive agenda, legislative agenda, but people have to understand in basic, simple terms what those policies are. Make it simple, stupid, but make it clear, make it concise, and start telling people now, not 12 months ago, or I mean not 12 months now from now, right before the elections, what you're for, tell the American people where conservatives will take America now. We have much agreement on it. Let's get off our buffs and start to do that. Now, the third objective, we need to go on the attack. We need to detail the truth, the impact. Americans to see this with their own eyes. Now we must help them believe what they see. And we must overhaul and ask security apparatus as part of that. We need to speak to the 800-pound gorillas in the room. 75 to 80%, 85% of Americans think we're on the wrong track. All we have to do is start to highlight in advertisements, communication and stuff, and on talk shows, call the mainstream media out for their lies, the fact they're a subversive fifth column for all their lies. The China flu, the science. There was no science back there. There was lies. They lied to us about the science. <clears throat> they lied to us about the China flu. Hunter's laptop. Russia collusion. Traitorous business dealings. Weaponization of the FBI, DOJ. But put it into concise easy to understand short segments and start to call out what the progressive actions have been, how they are acting as insurrectionists and subversives to destroy this country from within. Call out Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. 
call them all out and highlight in advertisement their lies, their blatant lies to America on all these different things. Because <clears throat> remember, as I've talked about before, the Democrats' cognitive war has three major fronts, socialism and dependency for the 21st century plantation dependency. The radical left wants to fulfill their mission to drive a new plantation of dependency by using the millions of illegals, making them dependent. And that's why they're shrugging off the black vote. That's why they're shrugging off the Hispanic vote now, because they found a new legion, a new legion of slaves and dependents. <clears throat> the party of slavery hasn't gone away. It's just morphed. Terror and chaos. They drive anarchy, terror, and chaos across America by ignoring, ignoring our laws, ignoring their oaths of office. And remember up front in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, our civil rights and stuff, there are penalties for folks undertake insurrection and subversion. But they drive the Democratic terrorists have Antifa, BLM, and others on speed dial. And you see them now attacking churches, attacking right-for-life organizations, attacking Supreme Court justices. Okay. The third track, subjugation and abuse. <clears throat> they tried to create the Ministry of Truth. They continue to drive social justice programs and utopian councils, okay, to enforce their control of free speech and removal of your rights, your civil rights, your Bill of Rights, your Second Amendment rights. So the three-pronged strategy, socialism and dependency, terror and chaos, subjugation, abuse, need to be called out. Progressive has undertaken an unrestricted war of terror in America. Each one of the following should be leading to a major policy initiative that resonates with Americans of all policy, of all parties. For example, let me list them here. Weaponized national security, a two-tier justice system, the slaughter of Americans. You have 100,000 deaths per year, no accountability for that, and no accountability for the million-plus deaths from China flu. Purposeful terror in progressive cities that's expanding with crime, looting, felonies, murder, Urination in the streets, defecation in the streets, no sentencing. <clears throat> and they're doing this to their own. This is happening in progressive democratic cities. So we need to hold them accountable and call out what they're doing here. And prior, I've talked about the Manchurian president. We must hold the Manchurian president Biden and his administration account and paint the obvious picture. They have a scorched earth policy for America. <clears throat> They're destroying our middle class. They're destroying our energy independence. They are undermining our economic strength by purposely flooding an already massive economy with more spending. They're advancing surveillance of our citizens, not only with Director FBI and the FBI buying all this commercial data on you, American citizens, but getting it without warrants and search warrants. But they're also allowing the Chinese to continue to use TikTok, WeChat, and other things to collect information on Americans and fly spy balloons across our country. <clears throat> the undermined Americans' positions were a leader. Just look at what's happening now in Belgium and in the Netherlands and what Biden's been doing around the world here. He looks like a fool. They cover for China and they want to buy everything from China, especially electronic vehicles, solar, and other things. Why do they destroy our economic independence and energy independence? They sabotage our national security by purposely ignoring our national security laws and our border laws, again, abrogating their oaths. They conduct propaganda disinformation campaigns, propaganda and disinformation campaigns. They mislead the public. They censor the public. And they do it with the government. 
they undermine our military strength and and, and readiness. <clears throat> Transgenderism, CRT, racial quotas, drag queens. Military recruitment's dived. They indoctrinate the children. They undermine the American family. They enable extreme violence. As Lenin stated, it is necessary and secretly to urgently prepared terror. Last but not least, last but not least, <clears throat> we must call out the unspeakable, the other 800-pound gorilla, and make it the frontline news and narrative and discussion of the day. We must ask President Biden and his son, why, in fact, are you not pedophiles? Can you explain how you are not pedophiles, given your daughter's diary and what we've seen on Hunter's laptop? And why is it the FBI and every law enforcement agency in this country is not doing anything with that information that's blatant in your face, just like Jeffrey Epstein, just like that Olympic coach, just like Harvey Weinstein? And the hurt on the view, letting all that gas, they don't mention any of this. But they need to make this front and center and there's questions for the president of the United States and his son. Why are you not pedophiles? <clears throat> in closing, I wish to convey all hope is not lost. We must act with purpose quickly and do so in supporting the strategic vision and strategy and specific policy objectives. You, America, are the most privileged people on earth. You have rights and privileges. Use them. Talk to your congressman, legislators, Stephen, drive proactive policy and do it now. And then call out in our strategy and hold to account the Democrats for their broken policy. We, the people, have the power. The states have the power. We just all have to help America understand how they can exercise that power to advance the security and resilience of a republic. I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we, the people. So we together, we together can best ensure the resilience and security of a republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. <laughs>